you are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I say D, I say D-O, D-O-D, D-O-D-G, D-O-D-G-E-R-S, team, 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 team. Hello, Dodger fans. Welcome to Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Locked On, your team every day. This is the daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. I am Jeff Snyder of Baseball Essential, along with Vince Samperio of Chavez Ravine Fiends. Vince, three-game winning streak. Three-game winning streak, even more if you do the calculations for 162-game season. So that's great. And Jeff, both of our NBA teams won last night. Uh, I have an NBA team? <laughs> yeah, your hometown Utah Jazz. Oh, good. My son was watching the game. I guess it was, yeah, I, I think I remember they were winning when he had it on. Uh, I was busy doing other things, but uh, well, good for us. I got confused at one point. I was following along Twitter during the Dodger game, and then I had to go do something, help one of my kids with something, and I missed the last out of an inning when the Dodgers were on defense. And uh, then I came back, and I sat down, and I checked Twitter, and uh, you and somebody else had both said, nice play, Caruso. And I'm like, did the Dodgers get a new player? And then I remembered that <laughs> goofy, balding white dude on the Lakers. Yeah. So, uh, well, the legend himself. well, good for the Lakers, good for the Jazz, I guess, and uh, good for the Dodgers, especially because this is a Dodgers podcast. Correct. Yep. So, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some news, a couple news items that came out on Thursday. And then we will talk about AJ Pollock and Cody Bellinger, maybe a couple other things from the actual game. That's the plan. But first, we want to remind you, please subscribe to Locked on Dodgers wherever you get your podcasts. And when you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Dodgers. All right. So uh, I, I think we have three little bits of news. Uh, the first one was that Terrence Gore was removed from the active roster. And in order to be removed from the active roster, he had to be DFA'd. Uh, and uh, I guess because he's out of options. That's, that makes sense, right? Uh, yep. And then they replaced him on the active roster with left-handed pitcher Victor Gonzalez, uh, which you know you and I had talked yesterday about maybe taking Gore off the roster to replace him with a third catcher, uh, but they didn't do that. They replaced him with another relief pitcher, uh, possibly temporarily. We'll we'll have to see what happens. What were your thoughts when you heard about Gore? Any? I think it just happened to be they had to tax the bullpen the last two days and they needed a guy. And then possibly with Kelly being suspended, they're going to need that bullpen arm. So I think it's more of that. And maybe the Dodgers realize that, you know, this having a fast runner at seconds, not that big a deal if your team doesn't get base hits anyways in extra innings. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We, we had said all along that Gore's value was likely to be limited anyway. Uh, the number of extra inning games are pretty limited and then the one time they did have an extra inning game they'd already used him as a pinch runner earlier in the game and unfortunately Austin Barnes was the hitter and so of course nothing came of that so uh yeah I'm interested to see I assume Gore will clear waivers but I don't know that for sure uh so he may stay in the organization but maybe some other team has recognized a need and will claim him so uh we'll see what happens there the next bit of news was that Tony Gonsolin will be the starter on today no saturday right 
Not today, Friday. Today, Friday. That's right. Catterday Eve. Um, in Alex Wood's spot with Alex Wood's injury. So that will necessitate another roster move at some point this morning or early afternoon before that game because Gonsolin is not currently on the active roster. And so somebody else, you, I, I would assume it's Josh Spores, right? Yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. Uh, I don't think they... I think they would have just waited the extra day maybe if they needed Gonzalez or I don't know. But it's going to be Spores more than, more than likely. And yeah, Gonsolin, basically what we expected... He was kind of next in line for the starting pitchers to go. He, there was a few guys in that line that we talked about, but he was first in line, and uh, he'll go back to where he made his debut last year. Yeah, and hopefully it'll go a little bit better. He actually pitched pretty well. It was just a rough first inning that, if I remember right, his defense didn't help him out much, right? Correct, yeah, bad defense. I didn't get to watch that game. I was actually driving to California that day. Um I don't remember when that was, but I, I feel like my daughter and I were driving down, just the two of us, so I listened on the radio. Um, but yeah, like, like we said the other day, Gonsolin was the logical choice who had earned that spot, assuming he was ready to make that start, and it sounds like he is. Uh, speaking of guys who are ready to make their first start of the season, Clayton Kershaw threw his side session on Thursday, about 30 pitches, and according to Dave Roberts, it went well. Uh, the the phrase they use that you often hear is that the ball felt good coming out of his hand. Um, and so it seems like the next step is to announce when he's making his first start of the season. Uh, they had said earlier on Thursday it could be Sunday uh, to or the, they could flip-flop him and Bueller in the rotation, have Bueller pitch Sunday and Kershaw on Monday. Um Part of me would rather have it be that second option just because Kershaw uh, has had some some bad luck and, and less success at Chase Field. Uh, you know, obviously Petco Park is more of a pitcher's park than Chase Field is. And so part of me, I, I'm not overly worried about it either way, uh, but I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on which one you would prefer, Vince? Yeah, I definitely prefer him at Petco, let Bueller go against the D-backs, but the end of the day as long as he's on the mound that's the better part for the Dodgers even if he does have one struggle start to to kick it off it's not going to be that big a deal assuming his stuff and everything else is there yeah so uh that's uh that I'm excited that Kershaw is finally going to get going uh you know I'm a Dodger fan but I'm also a big big Kershaw fan and almost as much as I care about the Dodgers I care about Kershaw, and so I'm excited to see him. I always get nervous when Kershaw's starting because I want him to do well for the team and for himself, so it's like double stress. Yeah, yeah, I, I know how, how stressed out you get when he's on the mound. Yep, um, so that's the news bits. So uh, I think that'll do it for the first segment. When we come back, we will talk about A.J. Pollock and Cody Bellinger and you know may, maybe a couple other things that come up about the game. But first, let's talk about CBDMD. If you have ouchies, you have sore muscles, you should use CBDMD. doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 
to give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're offering all our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code LOCKEDONMLB for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. And maybe you were sore because you've been working on your car. Maybe you uh, you know like to get your hands greasy, get out there and, and change your own oil, or you know, I don't know what else you can do on it. Replace your gas cap. Uh, is that something manly men do? I think it is. Well, if you need a new gas cap, I bet you rockauto.com has the one that you need. All you got to do is go to rockauto.com, f- put in your make and model of your car, and it'll bring up all the parts that they have available for your car, including gas caps or floor mats or light bulbs or uh, other auto parts. Man, I would be better at this if I did any work on my car. Uh, mostly it's it's uh, turn signal light bulbs that I have to buy. Get them from rockauto.com because rockauto.com has been serving auto parts online for over 20 years. They're a family-owned business and they charge the same price for everybody. They don't have a special lower price for mechanics. They give you the special lower price. So all you got to do is go to rockauto.com in the box where it asks how you heard about them. Tell them Locked On sent you. So go to rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com and keep it Locked On Dodgers. All right, Vince, it's time for our obscure former Dodger before we talk about some not obscure current Dodgers. And uh, this one, this is going to be a trip, okay? Bill Kruger, he pitched for the Dodgers in 1987 and 88, uh, pitched two and a third innings in each season for the Dodgers, so a total of four and two-thirds innings over two years with the Dodgers uh, was, was fine in 87, lousy in 88, and then he was done with the Dodgers, but he did play another seven seasons in the big leagues, ended up playing for eight different teams in his career, uh, spent the most time with the A's. That's who I think of him as because that's who he was on when I started collecting baseball cards. Um, but he went from the A's to the Dodgers, to the Brewers, to the Mariners, to the Twins, to the Expos, to the Tigers, to the Padres, and then back to the Mariners. Um, but the reason we'll talk, we're talking about Bill Kruger because he is entirely unspectacular as a Dodger but uh, he was once traded for Darren Reed, who was once traded for Steve Fry, who was once traded for Tom O'Malley, who was once traded for uh, this guy, Jack Doherty, who was once traded for Steve Carter, who was once traded for Gary Varsho, whose son, Dalton Varsho, walked off of Pedro Baez uh, with two outs in the ninth inning on Thursday night's game. Dalton Varsho in his major league debut walked on, on a full count pitch. Uh, he still has a chance to homer on his first swing in the big leagues because he did not swing the bat, uh, but he walked and then was left stranded when Baez got somebody else, Nick Ahmed maybe, to pop up to end the game. But Dalton Varsho, his dad Gary Varsho, and it's only like six or seven degrees of separation to get to Bill Kruger, our obscure former Dodger of the day. You have any Bill Kruger thoughts, Vince? I have none. Is he related to Freddy? Uh, no, Freddy is a fictional character from a movie, Vince. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, that's all right. You know, not everybody knows these things. All right, so in Thursday's game, uh, 
it was nice to have a little bit less stress uh, after that 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 extra inning game against the Astros on Wednesday. It was nice to jump out early. The Dodgers scored three runs in the first inning uh, on a sack fly that was almost almost a double for Justin Turner. But uh, Cole Calhoun was that Cole Calhoun out in right field? It was Cole Calhoun. Yeah, he made a diving catch, but that scored Mookie Betts from third base. And so uh, that got a run in. And then A.J. Pollock against his former team, former teammate. He had a two-run homer. He later had a double in the game. Uh, Between the fact that the Dodgers hit three homers in the game and A.J. Pollock having a great game, it was a fun night to watch offensively, don't you think? Yeah, it was great to watch. AJ Pollock's on fire, and you know, great job. But I don't. Every time I see him swing the bat, it looks so awkward. And I, I don't remember it looking like that before, like when he was on the Diamondbacks. And then ever since he got to the Dodgers, it's been looking like that. And maybe it's just because you see it more often. But hey, it's getting results, and it's, it's doing a good job out there. So I will take it. And you know, big props to him. We, we had a lot to go on this off season on his side. You know, and then he actually got the the covid and he pushed through all that and yeah considering all that he's been through with his baby situation and his covid situation and you know he basically coming off a lackluster year and a and a disastrous postseason last year it's been really impressive to see him uh start off so well he's batting close to 600 on this short season so far and uh he he looks locked in at the plate he does look different he doesn't I agree with you. When he was on the D-backs, he just, you always thought he was going to hit a home run against you. And he doesn't necessarily have that look anymore. And I don't know if, if it actually, we should pull up some video when he was on the D-backs. And uh, didn't he hit three homers in a game against the Dodgers once? We should pull up video of that game and see how right. his stance and swing actually look compared to now. If they actually are different or if, like you said, we're just seeing them more. But whatever it is, he's seeing the ball. And that's what matters. Uh, you know, it's nice to have, Somebody coming up who you expect to hit the ball. And, uh, you know, the Dodgers, most of their lineup has that. Uh, obviously, there are a couple exceptions. Um, unfortunately, one of those exceptions right now, not that you don't expect him to hit it, but things aren't falling and he's not making the contact we got used to last year is Cody Bellinger. Uh, it's just, I don't know, it, it, you know, he hasn't struck out a ton. Uh, in fact, he hasn't struck out at all until uh it didn't strike at all in the giant series, uh, but he struck out a little bit more the last few games and he's just not quite barreling up the ball. He's hitting ground balls or pop-ups and not really driving the ball. Uh, you, you have any thoughts? Are, are you overly concerned about Cody Bellinger Vince? Not overly concerned, but it is a little concerning considering, you know, a lot of the guys who, even if they're not getting on base, they're having either a quality at bat or hitting the ball hard and the results, you know, they're just not falling in like Will Smith. But Cody's not really having any of that. And we've come to know Cody, you know, as good as he's been, he is a guy that can get in his own head a little bit. And you got to feel like, you know, the further he gets into this, that's exactly what's happening. And he already had a swing change. And if it's not working or you're stuck in between your old swing and your new swing, you know, there's a lot that could be going on. And that's the concerning part because then he's going to get stuck in a weird place where, you know, if he does, if he tries to go back to his old swing, he might get stuck in between, you know, a hybrid of the old and new, which is probably not a good thing if you're making minor adjustments like that. So that's the main concerning part. The good part is, you know, everyone else around him is still 
uh, holding their up, holding up their end, and he's still strong on defense. And I think he's gonna figure it out. And maybe this is a reverse year where he struggles early on and turns it on late in the year and in the yeah. postseason. Yeah, uh, I, I uh, will take that. Cody series. can bat 150 all season long if he if he tears it up in the postseason. Because, uh, like you said, they have the other guys around him. Mookie looks like he's starting to get locked in a little bit. He uh, he hit the ball hard on Thursday. You know, he had that double at, late in the game on Wednesday that was almost a home run. Uh, so, yeah, if Mookie's starting to get locked in off- offensively, that will take even more of the pressure off of Cody, hopefully. Uh, I, I was wondering if just – if because of COVID and the different uh, weird rules, if maybe it's harder for Cody to get time with Robert Von Skoyak or, or whoever he works with, you know, as far as swing changes go. Uh, and maybe it's just harder for him to get the reps in outside of the game right now to, to get back in the right place. That's very possible – you know, that he was working out in Arizona the whole time during the quarantine period, but that was a little more lenient than it is now. Uh, like I said, I'm not sure exactly what exactly has changed for them in, in terms of everything, but I would imagine things have changed, and that's very possible. So we'll see. Uh, you know, he's obviously going to be working on it, and luckily, although they haven't shown it too much, but they've awakened a little bit the last few days, the rest of the offense will, you know, prop it up and, Give him time to yeah, hopefully get better. Yeah, but get like right. you said, he is still playing good defense. And I mentioned this on Twitter, but it's just such a comforting feeling that anytime there's a fly ball hit to that seventy percent of the outfield that spans from from left center to the right field foul line, that you know the ball's going to be caught because Mookie and Belly have so much range out there. It's just uh, you know when Puig was out there. Puig was a good right fielder, but it was always an adventure, and you were never quite sure what was going to happen. Mookie is just so smooth and relaxing, and Cody's the same way. He's got those long strides, and, you know, it's just any ball that's hit up there with any hang time at all, those guys are going to get to it. Yeah, Mookie looks so – it's such a different looking at him play the outfield and, and making all these putouts. I mean, he – it's effortless. It, it really is, and it looks – so good. Same thing with Cody. And yeah, like you said, with Puig, he'd get to a lot of things, but it would look like it took max effort and, you know, like an adventure, as you said. Uh, but yeah, Mookie's so smooth. It's it's kind of a joy to, to watch him play outfield. Uh, I don't know, if, you know, obviously didn't watch Red Sox a lot before, so never really noticed it in the short times if I would watch Red Sox or whatever. But I kind of hope yeah, every right ball gets center. hit to right yeah. field the rest of the season. Um, the last time the Dodgers had a right fielder and center fielder win the Gold Glove Award in the same year was Matt Kemp and Andre Ethier, and uh, e- even at their at the height of their defensive skills, Kemp and Ethier are like half the defensive outfielders that Bellinger and Betts are. Yeah, yeah, it's fun to fun to say uh, Gold Glove outfielders Matt Kemp and Andre Ethier. Uh, especially as considering how things went right yeah, after yeah, that. They won those awards. fell apart, unfortunately. Um, I'm trying to think what else from the game was notable. Max Muncy had an op- opposite field home run to left center field, which is very deep at Chase Field. And he didn't even get his arms extended. Like He, it, he got jammed a little bit and just muscled that thing out over the wall. That was really impressive. It was one of those where off the bat, it's hard to tell without the crowd sound. Um you know, I could tell he hit it well, but then it just kept on carrying. And uh, I was, with that swing, I was really impressed to watch that ball get over the wall. 
Yeah, it was an impressive swing and hit. And uh, Joe Davis, I don't think he ain't expected it to go that far either because his call wasn't as uh, exciting as some of his other calls on home runs. But yeah, that was impressive. The bullpen continues to impress, shutting down, shutting things down again. Uh, Bruzar Gratterall looked good, and Pedro Baez closed it out. So that's. I mean, you can't really ask for much more than what the bullpen's given him so far, and, and we can hope that that continues. Joe Kelly got to pitch uh, as he waits for his appeal. So, yeah, After Kelly's first two pitches, he looked really good. The first one almost hit Marte, and the second one was outside. He went 2-0, and and then he settled down and, and threw strikes for the most part after that, still effectively wild a little bit. Uh, the one big question mark for me, Adam Claret came in to relieve Stripling and uh, – and he did allow his inherited runner to score, gave up a base hit to a righty. And, you know, we saw Scott Alexander on Wednesday, you know, dominate even against righties. Uh, and I just don't know if Adam Cleric has that in him. Yeah, I don't. That's going to be the big part where eventually when the crunch goes down on the bullpen, they'll have to work that out. But if Scott Alexander is going to pitch like he did the other day and be effective, then you know he kind of takes that step up into the go-to left-handed guy, especially with the three batter rule, which is funny because, you know, we spent most of the spring talking down a little bit on Alexander, but Hey, if he can show us up, I'm a hundred percent cool with that. And Cleric, Yeah. I don't know if he has the stuff to get it done and it just makes his margin of error that much smaller because if he doesn't happen to get the lefty out, which what he, when he goes in for certain things to get lefties out, and then he has to face a righty or maybe two righties, depending where they're at or where it's at in the lineup, uh, it's very concerning on that end. You know, he's going to probably work through some things. He's never hasn't really pitched to righties that much the last few, couple years, I would imagine. So it's an adjustment for him as well to try to see what's going to work against him. Yeah, for sure. It is hard to see as the rosters cr- go down and, and we lose a couple roster spots over the next few weeks. It's hard to see there being room for both Alexander and Kalerik on the active roster when you look at all the other relievers that the Dodgers have. And so it really is kind of a competition there. And so far, it seems like Alexander has taken the lead in that race. Yeah. All right, Vince, you have any uh, final thoughts before we wrap up for the week? Good to get those wins. Hopefully they keep it going. Hope we'll maybe see Kershaw by the next time we talk. If not, we will probably be preparing for a Kershaw start that night. So that's exciting. Uh, you know, keep winning in Arizona and let's have a, a happy weekend. Yep, absolutely. Uh, we should at least know when Kershaw's starting if he hasn't yet by the time we talk again. So thank you all for listening. Uh, please subscribe to Locked On Dodgers wherever you get your podcasts. If you have Apple Podcasts, even if you don't use it, go ahead and subscribe there to help other people find us. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at LockedOnDodgers. Vince is on Twitter at Vince Semperio. I'm on Twitter at Snydog, and DMs are open in all of those places. Uh, We are giving away a Joe Kelly bobblehead on Twitter. Just track down our Twitter account and find that tweet. It's one of our most recent tweets. And retweet that. We're picking the winner tonight on that. So uh, be sure to get in on that. You can email us at LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com or our phone number is 323-863-LOCK-5625. You can leave us a voicemail or shoot us a text anytime you want at that number. We are here every weekday morning and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree, you just have to listen. We'll talk to you on Monday. Have a good one. D-I-C-D-O. 
D-O-D-G-E-R-S. The team that's all heart, all heart and all thumbs, they're my Los Angeles, your Los Angeles, our Los Angeles. Do you think we'll really win the pennant? Bye!